1: salutations possums week one is finally here if this is your first time listening welcome to the passel for the ones that have been riding with us we appreciate you more than you will ever know we have had a wild ride this year and it's all thanks to you but did i mention week one is finally here because week one is finally here the void in my life from not having nfl football is finally filled i will be at buffalo wild wings every sunday with my people talking mad shit to whoever is there watching my teams pick apart the hopes and the dreams of my opponents. This is the greatest time of year. We have football, we have great weather, and most importantly, guys, the golf courses are in amazing shape. So while you're waiting (laughs) on your friend to find his 10th lost ball or sitting on the couch with your favorite game day snacks, please take the time to follow us on our socials, buy yourself a possum tea. purchase the index, or at very least leave us a review on here so we know what to bring you. Remember, guys, we live it so you can win it. Josh is enjoying the California coast at the moment, so tonight, Billy and I are excited to announce a very special guest and valued member of the IDP Army, but most importantly, just a totally awesome dude, Jeffrey Bomber Wellbomb. Follow him at IDP Bomber and follow the rest of us at the IDP Army.
2: Bomber, 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 Bomber. It's good to have you on, Bomber. Yeah, good to be on. Excited to get some actual football going. Yes. pro well, football. Okay. Uh, we had a good actual football. football. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. whoa, whoa, whoa. We had, had a good weekend of college football, but it's time for you know the meat and potatoes.
3: Yes, it's it's it's, really it's, it's the time that we finally get to enjoy fantasy football. We've been talking about it, doing dynasty drafts, trading 2023 first-round picks for talent. It's time <laughs> to finally get them on the field and finally get something, uh get some dubs, Joe. I, I'm excited to get back into the win column. Had the worst year of fantasy football of my life last like last season it was the worst collective year i've had so i'm ready to put that in my my rear view and have a good 2023 because last year woof yeah
1: you woof. also sketchily sniped two uh really good players for me in a keeper league so well, F you. you know,
3: some people would say that was smart business i don't know I it don't was know good business I
1: mean. but i got the uh, shit end of that stick
3: you very you very much did Okay, well, this week we are going to preview every game from week one. We're going to tell you every relevant offensive player, and we're going to tell you almost every – Bomber's probably going to hate us if we don't – talk about every relevant defensive player <laughs> that is in, right. involved in every football game that's going to happen this entire week one. Because so, why
2: would you only care about half the players? Exactly.
3: exactly. We're, we we care about every player here on Offensive Points. So, I mean, it is offensive, quote-unquote, points, but we we talk offense and defense. You know, we're we're, we're not the – the snobs of the fantasy space like people that just talk team <laughs> defense by the way you will not get any team defense talk on this so if you were like man what te- what team defense should i stream this week you're sh- out of luck because we're not going to talk about it so i
1: might bring it up in daily sometime but but well, well okay fair <laughs> enough
3: daily you have to so i i can appreciate the dfs content until they uh, get yeah. rid of
1: that shit which they need to but
3: it'll be super flex before you know it all right joe without further ado get us started Let's hop right into it, guys.
1: Um, We are going to march attention to Soldier Field, where Mr. Teddy Phillips is counting the days of ruining this Chicago franchise. So we're going to go the 49ers and the Bears in Soldier Field. The over-under of this game is 40 and a half, so even Vegas doesn't think it's going to be a great game. It also looks like we're going to have a rainy day in Chicago for this one, so it's going to be fun watching the athleticism of Trey Lance and Justin Fields. That should be on full display. And watching both offenses this preseason, I think we're looking at a rushing fest with occasional big plays if the weather allows it. So my feelings on the players in this game are pretty much equal on both teams. You are confidently starting the wide receivers and tight ends, except Asterix Kittle missed practice today. We don't know if he's going to play Sunday, so do watch that. If he does end up suiting up, I do like his matchup against the Bears. And you are unconfidently starting the running backs. Also, you're going to be using the quarterbacks for the rushing upside. However, I am not particularly high on anyone in this game. Uh, But we do get some killer IDP stars in this one. We got Roquan, Warner, Quinn, Bosa, and the guy everyone should be insanely excited about, Jaquan Brisker. So, guys, it's going to be a good one. Um, I'm excited to watch this game. It's going to be really gritty old school football. And ultimately, I think the Bears win this one.
3: Whoa, 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 Joe, Joe. I was following you there for that entire thing until you got to the end. The Bears confidently win this one? I said
1: ultimately, but not confidently. I, okay, nothing not confident. about the Bears have I ever been confident in my life. I was going to say, Joe, the but,
3: fact that you're already starting on this this high of the Bears just because the season's starting, it's it's not going to happen probably.
2: I think you don't think closer than the, the seven-point spread they're giving it. Yeah. That's for sure.
3: That's oh that's probably true. Honestly, for the bear's sake, and hopefully they can you know get Justin Fields, you know, happy because I feel like if they continue down this path of you know, the only receiver they added this offseason is a 45-year-old man that's probably not even gonna play in this game. So it's unfortunate.
1: But it's you know,
3: we're
1: we're looking at Justin Fields, who always has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, and he's playing against a quarterback that was taken ahead of him in the draft. So I think what we're looking at is a great day from Justin Fields if the weather allows it cuz it's, it's probably going to be pretty sloppy on that turf but all all jokes aside Josh is in here so the insane fanaticism lunacy is why I am choosing the bears to win. I got to make okay. up in that category for it. I
3: appreciate that you're making up for him not being here Joe. I really appreciate that.
2: <laughs> That's what we were all hoping for.
3: Exactly. (laughs) Bomber. Is there anybody from this game that we haven't mentioned on the defensive side that you want to get out there?
2: Yeah, I think um, on the San Francisco side, we got to look at the safeties and who they're actually going to roll out there. Um, They had some injuries at safety um, with uh, who was it that it was a season ending uh, injury to, to various more. I believe, um, and Jimmy Ward is both is out on IR as well. Um, no, I think Moore is fine. Jimmy Ward is the one that's on IR. So you have Talanoa Hafanga is a second-year safety, um, currently listed as a starter. Uh, so we'll see what goes on there and how they're how they're running their their secondary back there. So that could mean you've got some untested safeties back there for Justin Fields to. Test early and often. I think, you know, that's why I would lean towards agreeing with Joe there that it might uh, be a closer game than people think. And then we've got the uh, linebackers. Uh, Fred Warner's a gimme, but you've got um, Aziz Al shair who was a waiver wire darling last year, who's back. Andre Gle- Greenlaw, who he was replacing, is healthy ish. Um, and so see how those guys are used. Um, I'm leaning away from Greenlaw right now, just cause I'm not sure. And I'm also leaning away from Alcee here until I figure out what's going on. But, you know, Fred Warner's a lock and load and you're ready to roll with him as well as obviously you've got, you know, Nick Bosa, who is a start every day, um, defensive end there for you. So, uh, there's that. There's some questions on the Bears' defense, too. Um, You know, you mentioned uh, Brisker, but he's a rookie, so he's going to get tested. Um, And then you got Eddie Jackson, who's a ball hawk, but um, you never know what's going on there. He's been around forever. You got Roquan Smith. He's playing, so that's good to go. Nick Morrow, he looks like he could be one of those sneaky linebackers that could help you out, but again, I'm not – necessarily starting him until i see some some snap counts on sunday night so um you've got some old man strength there with robert quinn
1: it's, <laughs> it's true old man strength That's yeah. it's true Do we, he's old anything? but he's good
2: yeah
1: Do we see anything out of eric armstead ever again
2: i mean he's a good player i just don't think we see much for him in the way of fantasy i had him a few years back when he had a solid season, but um, I think he had 11
1: sacks or something, yeah, like, but nothing since then.
2: I mean, he's clogging up the middle, you know, he's doing yeah. his job on the field, but as far as fantasy, I just don't really see unless you've got a tackle, a D tackle league, then I could see some value there with some tackles and <clears throat> things like that. But none of the big splash plays you're looking for at a defensive lineman.
3: It's true. All right, well, so Joe, you think the Bears are gonna win? I, we're just, as a podcast, just gonna have to accept that that that's that's how you see the game this is going. What's happening? Okay, well, I'm gonna go next. I got Cleveland versus Carolina. We got the Baker Mayfield revenge game. I have all of my Baker Mayfield jerseys hanging behind me because I'm bringing that kind of intense revenge energy oh, sh- into that stadium. So,
2: on and the, the ghost Cle- of Sam Bradford.
3: And the ghost of Sam Bradford. Yeah, uh, that's you know that's my guy. I, I will always love Sam Bradford. He was my first. OU quarterback love, so I gotta keep him up there. Um on the Cleveland side of things, we're gonna start with Amari Cooper. I'm not positive what it's gonna look like with Jacoby Brissett. Um, I think you got to put him out there um because you probably draft him as your wide receiver too. Um not necessarily confidently until we see something from Jacoby Brissett. But the last time we watched Kobe Jacoby Brissett play in Miami, it looked awful. I mean, it looked just awful. So I don't really think I'm gonna be confidently playing any of the the offensive wide receiver pieces on this team. I mean, you got David Bell out there. You got DPJ, who's always kind of sketchy as it is. Um, And then David and Joku don't really feel good about putting him out there. Hopefully that's not your starting tight end because it's probably not going to be pretty for him. Um, So Jacoby Brissett will be probably usable only in super flex, but not mainly. I I just can't see it. And then the running backs, obviously you're going to put Chubb and Kareem Hunt out there. You can't not put them on the field. Um, defensive w- defensive wise, it's probably you're gonna be more excited for. You got Miles Garrett, obviously. Um, the Joker Jeremiah Wusu-Kormoa, I think we'll get a lot of work in this game. Anthony Walker will get a lot of work in this game. Um, and then I would love to. I think that maybe these safeties and cornerbacks want a little revenge on Baker, so I could see like a pick happening from somebody in this in secondary. I can't really prognosticate who it's gonna be. I mean, maybe it'd be John Johnson. I don't know. Maybe Denzel Ward. Um, but I think the defense should get a lot of work in this game because Christian McCaffrey is going to be running, so those tackles are probably going to be um, you know, piling up for him. So I think you will be pretty safe playing them in this game. And then on the Carolina side, I think if you're a DFS, I think the one time you're going to want to start Baker Mayfield is in this game right here because, honestly, just the revenge factor alone, he is going to try to put as many points on the board as he can now, honestly, that's probably only about 21 points, but he is <laughs> going to try to put as many on the board as he possibly can. And for this one week, I would suggest putting him out there against Cleveland because he knows the defense and he's at least has a little bit of a leg up normally, you know, as he normally would against a team, because he's played against this defense before in practice. Um, obviously you are starting CMC. Don't worry about that. You're, you're fine putting him out there. DJ Moore, obviously still get out there. Um, and past that, I'm not going to trust any of the wide receivers or tight ends until I. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. I, until I see it Joe, until I see it Joe, yeah. I just can't confidently tell anybody to put Tommy Trimble out there. So That's a daily play. That okay? Well, fair enough. Because you're probably going to get a really good price point on him. Um, opposite side that. of the ball, Brian Burns is going to be. A, involved very often i think in this game i think he's going to be trying to tee off on the statue that is jacoby Brissett, and i think he's going to get home at least once or twice in this game i mean i don't think that is out of the realm of possibility um past that obviously jeremy Chinn's there jc horn's going to be back so you got to put him xavier woods i'm interested to see what he looks like in this defense that should be exciting um and then Either Damian Wilson or Shaq Thompson. One of the two is going to be a good linebacker for this Carolina team. Okay, Shaq Thompson is who it's going to be, uh, according to Bomber. So, obviously, he's probably going to be usable as well. This should be a really good defensive game. The offenses are going to obviously sketch us out until we see something different. But it should not be a high-scoring game, but it should be a fun one just for the sheer fact that Baker Mayfield is going to put his heart and soul into this game.
2: And if I'm if I'm the Browns, like you, you said, uh, Jeremiah Oosucomara is going to have a lot of work. If I'm smart, if I'm the Browns, I'm going to put him on CMC all day, mm-hmm. and just kind of like a kind of like a QB spy, but an RB spy because he can cover. And you know he's going to they're going to need to have an answer for for Christian McCaffrey. So I think he's going to be a a solid play there as like a a floater kind of hybrid linebacker defensive back kind of a situation you can cover when they spread cmc out and stuff like that so i agree with you there
1: so i I got a couple of points to make on this one one congratulations to both of you for saying the joker's name i've never tried to say it one time and i don't think i ever will (laughs) on that one um two in the Cleveland game, or the Cleveland offense, I'm really interested to see how David Bell works with Brissett. He, if anyone on this team, wide receiver wise, is going to make an impact, he is more that possession guy. He's apparently been shown out in practice. So definitely have my eyes on him. He's a rookie we've watched all year. And, you know, as Bomber pointed out, we'll see what these rookies do. But uh, he's going to be some guy I have an eye on. And I do like Najoku because Kyle got me absolutely hyped about Najoku. I just traded a bunch of picks to get him in a in the league I'm in, um, <laughs> on that one. So uh, I'm all in on that one. But uh, are we completely counting out Corey Littleton for the Panthers? Is he just toast? Yeah,
2: I think – Um, I mean, he was really good, what, like two or three years ago when mm-hmm. he was with the Rams. And then he just really has kind of fallen off the radar. I think – I mean, if he can work himself in there, if cause Shaq had – Shaq uh, Thompson had – like a little, I think he had like a cleanup surgery on his knee. If that knee is giving him fits, and I could see Littleton getting some time in there, um, but I think otherwise it's kind of a wait and see. I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste a roster spot on him just yet. But uh, you know, come week three, four, five, we might, we might see some of those names change around there in Carolina. So just yes, keep an eye. Yeah. There's a Frankie Louvu too. Yeah, Lou he's Lou got Lou. a, he's got a pass rush upside too. So I think you know, keep an eye on how they're using him. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was, he was effective at the Littleton was effective at the Rams because everything kind of funneled to him there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I kind of see the Panthers with the defensive backs that they have kind of set up the same way there. So I'm burning a roster spot with him right now. I'm not ready to give up just yet. That's why I wanted to ask you about
2: that. I mean, if you can (laughs) afford to go for it,
3: I I can't, but I am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will mention in this, in this, game for Carolina, I, Matt rule has got to be probably the coach with the hottest seat right now. So if this does not go well for Carolina, say they get blown out by Cleveland, I would just go ahead and book first coach fired being Matt rule. I, I just can't see. He's got Ben McAdoo yeah. calling the offense, which just cannot lead to good things. And I just, if if they lose this game, especially in a blowout, like I said, it, it's going to not be good for Matt rule. And I don't think he'll be coaching there. the variable much longer so all right but i think carolina wins obviously because you know baker's the goat and he's better when he's on a revenge talk Uh,
1: about fandom over here oh yeah
3: (laughs) keep pounding hashtag Hashtag. lifetime fan yep lifetime fan exactly all right bomber have at it
2: all right so you two got to do your homer homer games so i'm gonna fast forward us all the way to monday night and we're gonna go to the rainy city of Seattle. It is another, you know, quote unquote revenge game, um, but not really revenge. You know, it's, you know, he got traded fair and square. Russell Wilson is gonna go back to his home stadium. It's probably gonna be a mixture of cheers and booze and anything, a mixed mixed bag of emotions for everybody there. Very emotional game. Um, But, you know, Denver's got a whole new coaching staff. Uh, They brought over Hackett from Green Bay. He was the uh, offensive coordinator. Now he's the head coach at Denver. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, it cannot get worse than it was last year. I mean, it could, I guess. It could be the Jets. But, you know, um, it was pretty bad. I mean, you had Sutton and Judy with, like, I think three touchdowns combined between the two of them. And uh, Judy was hurt a little bit, but either way, it was, it was bad. Um, But now you've got, you know, Russell Wilson there, you know, let's ride, you know, that's his, that's his thing. Let's ride. (laughs) However, however ways you want to say it. He is, he is ready to go. He is bought into that community He is bought into that city and he is ready to go. Um, You know, obviously Sutton and Judy are both going to have improved seasons. Uh, Which one, is going to have the better one. That is the debate of the summer. You know, that was something that we talked about a bunch at the expo, and we've had a bunch of people talking about. You got K.J. Hamler in the mix there, too, as receiver. So uh, one of those is going to emerge as, as Russell Wilson's favorite target. So far it looks like Cortland Sutton. Uh, so we'll have to see how it pans out when it comes to a real game scenario. Uh, And then you've got like the two-headed beast at running back. You've got the second year, Javante Williams, look really good, cannot tackle him. Um, So he's going to be putting that Seattle defense to the test. you got Melvin Gordon, sure hands, he's ready to go. He's, you know, 30, on the wrong side of 30, but he's still, I think, got something to offer. And then you've got uh, Albert O, at tight end, Albert Okwegbunam. I will try to pronounce it. And I'm pretty sure oh, I yes, got it I'd right. Say, I think you nailed it. I think I got it. I no, worked no, hard when he, when, he got, when he got drafted. I was like, I got to get this right. <laughs> um, so, but you know, Russell Wilson has not been known to favor tight ends, but we'll see. You've got, you know, Hackett and Green Bay who like to use tight ends quite a bit. Uh, so if they have schemed around it and he is a good receiver, uh, then I think that he can have some value there as a as a tight end to kind of high end upside there, um, but kind of a C defensive side. I think the defense is solid as a unit. I think that they've got a great secondary, um, anchored by you know Pat Sertain, uh, Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson. Um, I think Darby's still there. Yeah, Darby's the other guy, but uh, so they've got a good back end, but that front seven is a big old question mark. Um, they've got the interior linemen are pretty well set in stone, but they traded uh, Malik uh, Malik Reed to Pittsburgh like last week. He was their starter supposedly. Bradley Chubb, who hasn't been good since his rookie year, he was been injured and just wasn't good last year. He's looking to kind of make a statement for himself to see if he can be that guy. They brought in Randy Gregory from Dallas. They've got Jonas Griffith and Josie Jewell as their linebackers on the inside. Um, But none of these guys I'm really necessarily counting on, except for Justin Simmons as, you know, a, you know, a LB1, Mm -hmm. DL1 kind of a player. So they're all kind of middle of the pack flex positions, things like that. Um, I mean, we'll see how it works out. A couple of guys that are moving around. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, and then we move over to Seattle. That's, it's going to be interesting to see if they're just going to phone it in all year to get a quarterback next year in the draft. If they're going to fight, you know, Houston and other teams for a quarterback next year, if they're going to come out and be competitive, you know, they got something to show and see if they can be competitive. They got new, we got Gino Smith. I guess that's who their starting quarterback is. It's probably going to be a situation like last year with uh, Denver where you had Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Now we've got Gino Smith and Drew Locke and it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see who they play every week. I can see Geno Smith. If he struggles, they're going to throw in Drew Locke, and then Drew Locke will struggle like he always does. And it's just going to be a carousel. They're not going to have consistency, and it's going to be rough. So, all of those people out there who were really high on Ken Walker, probably not going to be his year. It's
1: Rashad be Penny. His
2: year. I was not to say, Joe's going to love hearing that one. It's going
1: <laughs> to be his
3: year, man.
2: <laughs> if Rashad Penny is healthy, he's the guy. Like, he is the he's guy. He's not going he's- to be. But, if he is, then he's there. Ken Walker okay. is also kind of dinged up. But Bomber, anyway. you,
3: you are a sane person. This, <laughs> this guy is not when it comes to <laughs> Ken Walker. Think,
2: like we were talking in the pre pre show a little bit about all these rookies that we're so excited about, and you've got like between offensive defense, we got sixty rookies probably that we've been hyping up all off season. We've got ten this week that are probably going to make a difference. I don't think Ken Walker is going to make much of a difference this week. I think. I think they're not going to be running a lot. I think they're going to be relying on some of the veteran players that they have on that team. And I just don't see Ken Walker getting a lot of work. Same goes for Metcalf and Lockett. I mean, they're great receivers, but I just don't see them going toe-to-toe with a secondary. I just, I don't see a lot of offensive points being scored by Seattle. And so, you might get some yardage out of DK, but you're not gonna get a lot of touchdowns. So Seattle's offense, I would stay away from them unless you absolutely have to start them. Obviously, you're gonna start the people you drafted, but it's gonna it's gonna be a hard week for Seattle. And then on the defense there, I think you've got some some bright spots there. You've got a healthy Jamal Adams, supposedly healthy. He had some issues with his thumb but I think that's as good as it's going to get right now. And they're saying they're going to move him around a lot more and move him up into the box, which is where he likes to live. You know, he is, you know, not a cover safety. That's never what he's been good at. You know, he has been good at living in the box, getting in there, rushing the passer. He might be the best pass rusher on that team. You know, he's not a defensive end, but he's good at getting to the quarterback. He didn't get to the quarterback last year, but I think that's going to change. I think he's going to be a DB one. Jordan Brooks, he's going to be another top five linebacker. You can count on that. He's going to get his tackles. Um, And then, you know, we've got Bobby Wagner's potential replacement, Cody Barton. So we'll see what happens with that. So that's kind of where I see that playing out for that game. Yeah, should be. I mean, it should
3: be good. Obviously, I don't know how Pete Carroll could possibly go into a tanking season at 70 years old, but because I don't yeah, think he's got it in him. He kind of built this problem and, you know, they whiffed on some drafts and that's kind of just where they ended up. They made that weird Jamal Adams trade that shouldn't have made probably looking back. But, you know, it is what it is.
1: Speaking yeah. of Jamal Adams and his thumb, what is up with safeties and injuring their thumbs as of late? It's, you know, we're just know. seeing like six of these guys right now having thumb surgery right before the season. <laughs> I don't appreciate that. Getting
2: stuck in a face mask or whatever. Those like <laughs> yeah. new like guard- guardian caps or whatever. Maybe they're getting jammed up in there or something. Yeah. No, that's something know. the
1: league needs to look at for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Player safety.
2: <laughs> exactly. So you,
1: you forgot about the best revenge game of this whole game and that Shelby Harris revenge game <laughs> going against his former <laughs> team. I'm and now. Noah Fant. <laughs> yeah, and the Noah Fant re- revenge. Yeah,
2: but, yeah. I, um, I think I don't think Noah Fant's going to be much of a. I mean, he might actually be the top receiver in that game.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's it's, I mean, it's possible. highly
2: possible. How that do you use the top receiver there?
3: Because they'll be covered by a linebacker. Linebackers for the garbage linebacker. Yeah, aren't so yeah. <laughs>
1: How do you see the Denver linebackers? Like, you know, Josie Jewell, he's been there forever. We've not really seen anything from him. And then Jonas Griffith had a little bit of run last year where he actually looked pretty damn solid. Do you think he's the leader of that linebacking core by the end of the year?
2: I honestly, I, I have been scratching my head all offseason as to what the hell they're doing in Denver with their defense. You know, they had, you know, Baron Browning they drafted last year who they're trying out inside linebacker, but now they moved him over and he's backing up, you know, Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory as a pass rusher, which he's good at. He did really well at that at um, Ohio State. But uh, I just, I mean, Josie Jewell, he's a good run defense guy, but he is not a cover guy. Jonas Griffith, I mean, he's banged up. He's coming off of, you know, injuring his elbow pretty bad in that preseason game. And so I just, I don't know. And he have got alex singleton waiting in the wings to get all those tackles which will be great for fantasy but as as far as a team like they're gonna try to pick that middle of that defense apart in those short yardage things which is why i think you know i think fant might benefit the most out of that just right there in the middle of that defense where they've got the weakest spot
1: Yeah, and then I just when Blake Martinez was caught, I was just immediately like, he's going to Denver. Just book it.
2: I mean, he still didn't have a landing spot.
1: Yeah, on that one. So, do you like the Broncos to win it?
2: Oh yeah, for sure. I think you know I don't think I think it'll be a great game for Denver's defense to figure out what they're doing because I don't think Seattle's offense is threatening enough to really test them too much, and then Denver's offense is going to put up enough points to allow the defense to make some mistakes and and things like that. And so I think it'll be a decently high scoring game. The crowd's definitely going to be involved um, because, you know, they've got the the 12th man up there in Seattle that they're going to still be really loud, you know, because Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson's back and they're still going to be involved. So it's going to be an exciting game. It's a Monday night primetime game. It's going to be all eyes on it and it's going to be pretty interesting to watch.
3: Fun to watch.
2: All right, yeah, Bronco Broncos win.
1: Awesome. I like that one too. So, guys, we're gonna hop in our Model T and make it rickety split to Ford Field, <laughs> where the hard knocks brigade gets knocked hard by Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. The over-under on this game is 48 and a half, and I don't think any teams in the league have improved more than these two this year. So the Lions are gonna keep this game entertaining. I do like the Eagles to win this one pretty handily. Um, But I do expect huge things from A.J. Brown as the Lions literally have no one to cover him. And you don't pay a man that much money and that much draft capital not to use. I also like Hurts as his rushing upside in this one is massive. The Lions were solid against tight ends last year. So Goddard is starting for you, but I'm not not really in consideration in in daily if you're going to play him. Um, now for the fun part, the Eagles allowed the second most receptions to running backs per game last year and the most, most points per to the tight end position. So the addition of Kazeer White should help in that area, but DeAndre Swift should have an absolute monster game. And I really like Hawkinson in this one as well. You're starting a on raw if you have to, but we do not know how these wide receivers will demand a target share. So, um, who knows uh, how that one's going to play out. So I wouldn't be super confident on Monra or Shark or any, but if you drafted them and you got to use them, I, I guess you got to use them here. Uh, the Hurts, A.J. Brown in Swift stack is one that I'm using a lot this week in GPPs. I expect this to be a high-scoring game, and for an Eagles-Lions game at 48.5, Vegas does too.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm ready to see the Eagles um... – Possibly start a Super Bowl run. Um, you know, since Josh isn't here, I'll just I'll take the the Eagles craziness a little bit. Um, He'll enjoy you saying that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it'll be fun. to, I, I can't wait to watch this team now with AJ Brown. They, like the one piece that the Eagles were missing last year was a solid number one wide receiver. So they went and got it, and they weren't going to draft it. Um, these defensive rookies are really exciting. I'm still waiting for them to make a Jordan Davis jersey available. I don't know how every other first round pick got a jersey um available for purchase but somehow he did not and so uh you know i have to wait for my jordan davis jersey but he's they my put those
1: aj brown ones into overproduction first, and so. that's pretty much
3: pretty much what ended up happening but i can't wait for him to be a star so i can support because i he was my one of my favorite players coming out in this draft so i'm excited to see him in action
2: uh just a, a quick note out there for anyone not following me on twitter um one of the uh redraft idp experts uh cued me in on the fact that tj edwards is wearing the green dot for philadelphia so that means he is the three down linebacker so i don't know if that means they're gonna rotate because white and Nicobe dean in and kind of mix things up there or how they're going to work out with that but you know if you have tj edwards still on your team from last year because he did really well last year uh fire them up week one see how it goes
1: hell yeah absolutely who do you think's winning joe oh the eagles hands down eagles. it's Easy. gonna be a really entertaining game though, i thought I think. the lions were no, gonna,
2: gonna, gonna win the super bowl it'd be
3: fun i we're i do in the north i do think the lions <laughs> are, the are gonna i do think the lions are gonna win 10 games that's my hot take and my brother-in-law will be happy hear that it just won't <laughs> start now um all right i'm gonna get on to the thursday night football game bills rams um I'm really not going to spend a lot of time on this because there's not, you know, it's two amazing teams playing. You're going to start every stud in the game. Uh, You're going to start Stafford. You're going to start Josh Allen. uh, You're going to start Diggs. You're going to start Gabe Davis. You're going to start Cooper cup. You're going to start Allen Robinson. You're going to start Dawson Knox. You probably just leave Tyler Higbee on the waiver wire where he belongs. Um, (laughs) The only part of the offense I'm not positive about is the running backs. I don't really see Cam Akers getting more than like 60 yards on the ground, probably. I mean, Buffalo is a stout run defense and single against Aaron Donald and the boys. I don't see him getting a lot of action, especially with Josh Allen sniping him at the goal line. I don't think this game will be the most upside for either running back on this team to be perfectly honest. Um, the defensive side, Again, you're going to start all your studs. Um, the only one I wanted to ask – I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to name them all because I think you're pretty safe. Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, you know, Ed Oliver, well, if you have a defensive tackle spot. Um, the only one I wanted to ask you about, Bomber, was Von Miller. Do we think that they gave him that six-year contract ridiculously at his age? Um, do you
2: think that he's going to be super involved with the team? I think that he is going to be efficient. To put it, to put it that way, I don't think he you're going to see, you know, the high sixty, high seventy percent snap share that you like to see at a defensive end. But I think that you or outside linebacker or what even pass rusher, yeah, um, he's he, historically he's been in the eighty to ninety percent. But I think he's going to drop down, and they're going to have him go in on, you know passing downs for sure as that pass rusher. He's still got that quickness off the edge. I just don't think he has that, you know, constitution to, to be in there all day, every day. And so you've got other, other guys in there like Greg Rousseau and Boogie Basham, who are going to be in there in rotation, um, on plenty of plays too. And so I think that I think he's still gonna get his sacks, but I think that he is going to be very sack dependent as far as scoring goes. He's not gonna get some of those extra tackles that you know you like to get out of him when he was with uh Denver. So but I think he's still a viable option, especially at the defensive end position if you can play him there. I know not every platform has him there. Yeah. But uh I think that it, he's safe to start there as like your DL two. I think that's
3: true. Um yeah, and obviously he's got the revenge game factor going into this one as well, but he just won Super Bowl with them. He's gonna get his ring on the same night. They're like half
2: a season. Like, well, you know. fair enough.
3: Hey, <laughs> Super Bowl rings are Super Bowl rings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously on the Rams side, obviously you're gonna fire at Bobby Wagner. I'm excited to see him um with this Rams team. I think he fits in there perfectly. Um you're gonna start Aaron Donald, even probably in non-defensive tackle leagues. Um Taylor Rapp, I think, is a good safety for you to pick up, put on on your team. And then I'm re- I am I think Jalen Ramsey is going to be on Stefan Diggs the whole night. So I think that that would be an interesting matchup to watch. And I think that there's a potential for him to be a tackle, uh, potentially a pick, you know, that kind of air about him just because they're going to focus Stefan Diggs, the Bills are. And, you know, with Jalen Ramsey being right there, he, there's big potential for him to get some impact plays. Uh, and yeah. I think, and I think the Bills
2: win. Yeah, are, you think, are they are they playing in L.A. Or are they playing in Buffalo?
1: I, L.A. Yeah, they're doing okay. the ceremony on Thursday mm-hmm. too for the Super uh, okay. Bowl, so they might come out a little bit slow after that party. But yeah, there's a chance. So. I don't know.
2: I think I think the Bills have something to prove after last year, after exiting the uh, the playoffs a little earlier than they probably would have liked to. So I think that they've got they've all probably got some chips on their shoulders too. So um, I'm actually kind of concerned about the safeties for the Rams. You know, going into it, I was looking at Taylor Rapp and Jordan Fuller as the two safeties, but again, these early unofficial depth charts have Jordan Fuller and Taylor Rapp kind of as co-starters at strong safety with Nick Scott as the free safety. So Scott did, pretty well for them at the end of the year last year when um, the other guys were injured he played well in the Super Bowl and then my f- my favorite sleeper of IDP is er- Ernest Jones. I know people are like, oh Bobby Wagner's there he's not going to play blah 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 but like people are acting like other linebackers haven't existed alongside Bobby Wagner for his entire career. You know, you you had Jordan Brooks last year. Perfect example. He was a top five linebacker next to Bobby Wagner. And I know it's a different team, but I think they're going to use the players that they have. And they got rid of almost every other linebacker on the team, except for Ernest Jones. And he is going to get his time. And they trusted him in the Super Bowl. The biggest game of the year. They trusted him and he played well. He would have been the MVP had it not been for that last drive where Cooper Cup, like, just sucked in every single ball. That was thrown in his direction, you know, like that was that was a great thing to see, but he had a sack in that game. he had a couple big impact plays in that game that really I think set him apart and is gonna set him up for success this year for i d p managers
1: absolutely, Billy, I just have one two things to point out actually sure. um so you you kind of glossed over the tight ends a little bit. Dawson Knox got absolutely paid today and they released mm-hmm. OJ Howard. So everyone that drafted Knox late while everyone was freaking out about OJ Howard being there, got a hell of a steal. And also I actually kind of like Tyler Higby this week because, uh, Van Jefferson is going to be out. Um, and the Buffalo secondary, I mean, you got Poyer coming off an elbow, Jureus White just returned to practice last month with an ACL and you got clear Elam who's tasked to color cover Alan Robinson. I, I think, there's a huge matchup differential here. And I think that Allen Robinson is going to absolutely feast on this defense. So he's one of my top daily plays this week, him and Higby, even though we all know how I feel about Higby.
3: Yeah, that's fair enough. I
2: get it. All right, Bomber. All right. So we will go. Let's see. <clears throat> Which team, which team do I want to do next? Let's go to the Music City. Let's go down to Nashville, down on the river. Or is that Memphis? Memphis is on the river. Anyway, let's go down to Tennessee. <laughs> we got we got the New York Giants going into Nashville to play the Tennessee Titans. Uh, you have got a healthy Derrick Henry, which is pretty dangerous. You've got some question marks at wide receiver on the Titans. You've got A.J. Brown's replacement, question mark, Traylon Burks, see right. see what he's all about. Um, I don't think he has a great game. I think uh, Robert Woods is your guy there. He's going to, you know, he's the veteran. I mean, he's new to the team, but he's coming off an ACL. But I think, I think Tannehill is going to lean on him pretty heavy, but obviously they're going to be run first with Derrick Henry. I mean, that's just, they're going to try to, Smack him in the mouth, and 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 play play that game. So I don't see too many too many points for the receivers or Austin Hooper, um, but I think Derrick Henry has a huge game there, and um, I think that's good there. I think on the defensive side, Titans took a big hit with Harold Landry going down, tore his ACL last week or earlier this week, I think actually. Mm-hmm. uh or over the weekend. Anyway, recently, and that's huge. He was their their top edge rusher. And he's gone for the season. And so you've got Bud Dupree there who didn't really do much last year. And Danico Autry are really really the only guys there who are going to be putting any pressure on on the, the opposing quarterback there and Danny dimes, but uh which should be an easy task to kind of Get cut their teeth on, mm-hmm. but um, it was a
1: line to beat. It's New York, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So I think that'll be okay for them. Uh, David Long and Zach Cunningham in the middle of that defense. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty good. Uh, David Long and, and Zach Cunningham are going to be kind of your middle of the pack to top LB two kind of conversation. I think they're they're both going to get plenty of playing time Uh, i got Kevin Bayard, who is a safety that everyone tends to sleep on every year. Um, But he is an excellent player. He is usually in the conversation of top 10 every year. And he is usually someone that you can get pretty late on. Uh, So that's Tennessee. Uh, We've got the New York Giants. That is going to be another dumpster fire team, I think. You know, I think it's going to be... It's going to be ugly. So you got Daniel Jones who stumbles over his own feet and can't hit the (laughs) broadside of a barn. And it's just going to be ugly. They're going to lean on Saquon too hard. He's going to get hurt again. Uh, It's just I just don't see the New York Giants doing too much on offense this year. I mean, if Saquon can stay healthy behind that dumpster fire, then I think he'll be good. Obviously, you're going to roll him out until he gets hurt. -hmm. Um, But then after that, you're just kind of throwing darts and you're starting players in flex positions and things like that. I don't think we've got any high upside players there, even in Danny Dimes and Super Flex is probably riding your bench until a bye week. Um, On defense, also, it's kind of rough, to be honest with you. You've got a couple of players that are pretty good. You've got the new, you got Thibodeau, rookie coming in, pass rusher pretty solid. Ojolari did really well last year. Um, So those two guys, I think, will be pretty good for you. But then Blake Martinez, out of nowhere, gets cut, doesn't have a home. Don't know who's really going to fill that gap. Tay Crowder did it pretty well last year, Um, at least for fantasy purposes. I can't say that I watched a single Giants game to know if he was actually a good player or not, but I think that you've got a lot of wait and see, but whoever does end up starting there, you're probably going to want to have on your IDP rosters because they're probably going to see a lot of snaps this year. So um you got Xavier McKinney and Julian Love. I like Julian Love a lot as a kind of a sleeper safety uh that you can find for nothing off of waivers or latent drafts or whatever. I think he's going to have a good year this year.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's, I agree with you. That team is going to be an absolute dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, the one guy I'm really excited it looks like Kadarius Tony is actually going to play this week, which is exciting to me because. Yeah, be good. yeah I, I want to see what he can do. I, I know Daniel Jones is a huge question mark, but he had that two game stretch where he was just unstoppable <laughs> last year. So <laughs> I can't stop riding that train. Um, yeah. I mean, if they
2: can get any sort of consistent play, I think they'll be good, but I just can't. I'm not trusting any of those receivers to win me games. So I'm trusting them to get, you know, a handful of points, but I'm not counting on it. And needless to say, I think Tennessee wins this pretty handedly, Yeah, you know, moving through the season to kind of keep an eye out on that quarterback situation. Cause um, Malik looked really good in the preseason, but.
3: I, he, I think he'll be in there before the end of the season, but yeah, I, I don't think Tennessee's But we're in week
2: work. one. Let's take it one week at a time.
3: Exactly. <laughs> one week at a time. So for now, just throw Tannehill out there. No, I'm just kidding. You're yeah. Hopefully you have a better option. Hopefully you didn't draft him. That'd be bad.
2: He's a good super flex as your QB two.
3: Exactly. Yeah. That, that's uh, the upside of him, but
2: okay, Joe.
1: All right. We were in Nashville. Let's keep stumbling down to Bourbon County. Uh, bourbon country let's pour one on the rocks while the Bengals pour one on the Steelers. Uh, we do have storms in the forecast. So the passing games may struggle a bit here. The over under on this game is 44 and a half. And I didn't see that drop since the, uh, the weather is a concern here. So, um, starting off, uh, this Najee Harris, Liz Frank thing really, really has me nervous as hell boys. Um, I am putting those concerns to rest in this one because, as we know, he's going to get the work and uh, he will have a soft Bengals D line to go up against this year. Softer than it was last year. So uh, Trubisky should be able to keep him fed with short targets as he runs for his life behind this line over here uh, for the Steelers. So, I think Deontay, Friermouth, and Najee are your plays here. I wouldn't get cute with Pickens just yet, or absolutely desperate if you're playing Claypool. Trubisky cannot hit the long balls, but he can chew up the middle of the field. So you're looking at Johnson, Friermuth, and Najee in this one for the Steelers. On the Bengals' side, you're starting everyone with the exception of Hayden Hurst, mainly because I want to see it with him first. I, I know he was everyone's darling this year. He should be able to do good, um, but I do want to see what he does. Levi Wallace was a huge addition to the Steelers' defense, and he should be able to slow down whoever he matches up with, be it Higgins or Chase. That is why Boyd is a sneaky play this week for me. I do like Tyler Boyd. Joe Mixon has 64 carries, 334 yards, and has scored two touchdowns in three games in the last three games uh, against the Steelers in, in this the last three games. So you're starting him with confidence, although the Steelers did add Miles Jack, and I think that is going massively overlooked. He should help up help plug the middle of that defense up a little bit. So I'm not overly excited about Mixon, but you are absolutely starting Joe Mixon. So I do think the Bengals win this one. Uh, It'll be a gritty divisional game. So.
3: I agree. Um, Yeah, I'm ready for the Bengals to see what the Bengals are actually are. I mean, we saw what they kind of lucked into last year and they only Mm -hmm. got their team to be better. So, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see what this team looks like. Steelers, well, I hope they have fun this season.
1: Yeah. Well, we have to see how that new line holds up against T.J. Watt there. So,
3: yeah, that's It'll be interesting. It's a good first test for him. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> keep an eye out on T.J. Watt's knee, though. Yeah, Yeah. Was, they say it was just a tweak, but he was dinged up last year, too. So, we got to make sure that – keep an eye on that because he is – a lot of people are counting on him this year. For yes. IDP, Jesse Bates is wrong. playing.
3: Yeah. He's so that's back good. And not happy, he's, but he's there.
2: He's not happy, but he's playing for his contract. So <laughs> exactly. If he's not gonna get paid by Cincy, he's gonna get paid by somebody if he plays his plays his heart out this year. So I think that's good. I think yeah, I think that's good. Yeah.
3: Okay. Now I'm gonna move us to Kansas City versus Arizona. So um I think on the offensive side, obviously the quarterbacks are both top tier. Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, just plug and play. Don't think you need to worry about that. Uh, the running backs, CEH, we'll give you, you know, we got another year. We'll see if CEH can finally figure out how to be, you know, as useful in this offense as we all hoped he would be when he first was drafted there. Um, James Conner, I don't think you're going have any problem putting him in there. Uh, the wide receivers. Now, this is a very new group of wide receivers. I don't think you're going to start any of them super confidently. You could put Marquise Brown out there because we just think because he played with Kyler at Oklahoma that they've got that connection still and that everything's going to be fine. But Honestly, the other wide receivers for Arizona, Rondale Moore and A.J. Green, that's not really scaring anybody for this Chiefs defense. So to see exactly what that's going to look like, you know, day one after what has been – can only be described as super dysfunctional offseason for Arizona, despite locking up their quarterback long-term, um, kind of interesting to see what that looks like on that side. And the Kansas City, it's a whole new cast of characters. We don't exactly know who – Patrick Mahomes is going to favor. We think it's probably going to be Juju Smith-Schuster basically based on a talent perspective, um, but we don't actually know. Maybe he likes Sky more. Who knows? Like Maybe he likes Marquez uh, skint, Like, Don't know. We'll find out, though, and this will be a good way to start that out um, against Arizona. Obviously, tight ends, I think you're comfortable starting either of them. Kelsey's obviously who he is, and then Ertz is a serviceable tight end. I think he's in that seven to 12 range where you don't really know what they're going to be so i think you're going to be good in starting that um the defensive side of the ball arizona has buda baker and jalen thompson i think those are both two pretty marquee safeties to start so you're going to be fine starting both of them um i would say the linebacker situation i'm still interested to see how that turns out i i don't think we Know with any certainty exactly what that's going to look like. Um, we just are going to hope for the best there. Um, I'm sure Bomber will come in and see who his favorite is after I get through Kansas City. But the Kansas City side of things, um, Justin Reed, is he the Honey Badger? Uh, he wasn't necessarily for Houston, but they brought him in there to be that. So we'll have to see exactly how they deploy him in that defense. Um, he might be the
1: more, he might be the Harrison Butker more than the Honey Badger. Just they off watching him kick, but that
3: you know that's actually that's that's completely true. Um, and then I'm honestly excited for Willie Gay and Nick Bolton this year. I know a lot of people like Josh don't think Kansas City can produce good linebackers, but I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see them this year. I think that this could be a good linebacking core. And then while it's not relevant in this game because it doesn't have him listed as a starter. Uh, George Loftus will eventually be a very destructive force on this defense, and I hope that he is at least uh, ciphered in through the game. But um, I'm, you know, he won't be a starter this week. But I think eventually he will be a premier starter on as defensive end for this team because I really think that he would gel well with this team. Um, Kansas City is going to win. Arizona is is not functional this year, and I don't really think they have a good direction of what they're going to do. I think Cliff Kingsbury needs to go and I think this year will just make that. I, I don't even know if they're going to do that because they just signed him to an extension with Kyler. I just I don't know. I would not want to be I like all of my stock in Arizona would be sold by now. You are not going to get any good to returns on that investment this year.
2: Not I got I I do have some thoughts. Sure. I do have some thoughts on the defensive side. Uh, I am not starting an Arizona linebacker this week, anywhere. If I I can, how you could? I don't. I mean, Isaiah Simmons got the the dual eligibility on sleeper. Mm -hmm. He can be started as a defensive back. I'm still maybe in a flex position, but I just don't. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Vigil was the top scoring linebacker for Arizona at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh it's gonna be it's gonna be weird. I think um it's either I think I think Nick Vigil is wearing the green dot, to be honest with you. I think I, I've heard mixed reports about Should that. Either scare him, everyone
3: by the way, yeah. by the fact that he's already got yes. the green
2: dot. <laughs> well it's either him or Buda Baker. Some teams will run the safety with yeah. the green dot. And teams have done that and they've had some success with it. But I just I don't know. So keep your eyes on it. If you have to start somebody, start them. If you can start somebody else who has like a high upside, a higher upside, like a Shaq Thompson for Carolina, I think he's got a higher upside than any Arizona linebacker this week. Mm -hmm. Um, But you mentioned Nick Bolton and you talked about how Josh is like, Oh, they can't produce linebackers or whatever. So who do you think had the highest points per snap? out of linebackers last season i'm
3: gonna guess nick bolton based on it was nick bolton the question but yeah it was
2: nick bolton <laughs> you know <laughs> he was around the ball every counting, time he was not on the field. counting your outside linebackers who are really defensive ends like right not counting tj watt but even above micah parsons micah parsons was 0. 0.348 and nick bolton was 0. 0.368 so slightly above micah parsons so I mean they got rid of Hitchens. He's not in the mix anymore. <clears throat> I think Nick Bolton's going to be that guy. I think he's going to be the leader of that defense, and I think he's going to continue to play at that high high level. Um, I think that um, I think that Arizona is going to have a good game to test this Kansas City defense because while you've got a good front front seven. I think the secondary is a little suspect losing. I mean, Sorensen wasn't great. Honey Badger was okay. He was a ball hawk or whatever, but like they were good. They were veteran players and they're both gone. And you've got Juan, Juan Thornhill and mm-hmm. um, Justin Reed out there and you've got the rookie uh, Brian Cook. So I'm it's really going to be interesting. Huh? Yeah. Brian I mean, Cook, yeah. he's, he's a good player. He was what, Late first, early second round, Mm -hmm. somewhere around there. But um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how how Arizona tests that secondary. Um, It should be interesting. But I think Nick Bolton is a fire and go. I think, you know, I think this year the Chiefs finally figure out what to do on linebacker and just run with the guy who played really well last year.
0: This is the story of the one.
3: And I think Kansas City wins. So, on to you,
2: Bomber. On to me. All right, let's see. Going down my list here. I uh, got an interesting matchup. It's a divisional matchup. I'm going to uh, the Indy City. Not the Windy City, but Indianapolis. Going to the Colts, Lucas Oilfield Stadium or whatever. Um, whatever you want to call it. Um, got Houston coming into town uh, against you know, probably was it the second oldest quarterback in the league right now? And Matt Ryan, I'm not quite sure. I mean, no one's older than Brady, but yeah. But uh yeah, so you got uh, a Matt Ryan, a new quarterback in Indianapolis. I think he still has the ability to run an effective offense. I think that I think that that team's going to be a lot better than people think. I don't think we're going to see them as a two seed coming out of the AFC. Like I've seen some places. Um, I won't say who, I don't want to get blocked by anyone else, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I think they're going to be good. I think uh, they've got a solid defense. They lost Kari Willis to, he's now a man of the cloth whatever whatever you we take from that he's retired but you got a rookie nick cross coming in uh trying to fill those shoes uh you've got yannick ngakwe from the raiders who could do something Mm -hmm.
1: Your name he's always been incredible
2: i try (laughs) i try um but i think everyone's been waiting for him to do something and maybe he figures it out this year in indianapolis Um, and you've got second year, um, defensive end Pay. He got the go ahead. He was at practice. He's healthy. He was kind of dinged up for a little bit there. So I think he's good. And then right there in the center of that defense, you've got DeForest Buckner, who is one of the three defensive tackles. You can confidently start, um, in a DL spot after Aaron Donald. Um, he's going to be filling the middle of that defense and creating some havoc there in the middle. And then you've got Shaq Leonard, not Darius Leonard. We have to get used to that this year. Um, I'm really hesitant with him. I think his ankle, his back, whatever, he is hurting this year. So I think he is probably, if he's healthy, he's probably not going to be playing every down. I don't know. We'll see. But a lot of people have a lot invested in him, I know, um, on their IDP rosters. But you might want to come up with a backup plan. So, um, and EJ Speed might be that backup plan. But I wouldn't roster him just yet. Keep an eye on him. Maybe roster him if you can afford to, just to make sure you have a lock on uh, Leonard's replacement. Uh, Bobby Okiriki is another guy who uh, has done pretty well. Solid LB2. Situation there, flex player, um, he'll get you some good points there. Um, on the offensive side, obviously you've got the overall first pick in any draft for the most part with Jonathan Taylor. They're going to run the offense through him, and it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch. I think he has another great year. Got Michael Pittman, rookie Alec Pierce, hopefully a healthy Paris Campbell, and tight end mo alley cox i guess i don't know um but we'll see we'll see what happens with that Uh, on houston side they're going year two with davis mills um he didn't do too bad last year but i think it's gonna be middle of the middle of the road let's go with that yeah i think um I think Indy's got a, a good enough defense to keep him in check, uh, and I think Indy wins this pretty handily. You've got rookie darling Damian Pierce. Um, we'll get you a, a good ten points, maybe. Um, but, so I'm not as high on him as some other people might be, but uh, we'll see how that works out. They're trusting him. They got rid of, you know, Marlon Mack, so they've got Damian Pierce and Old Man Rex. Has the running backs, and then they've got Brandon Cooks, who is one of those wide receivers who kind of goes behind the right ra- under the radar and has a solid year every year. It's true. So, and then outside of that, you don't really have a whole lot you're really counting on in week one. It's true.
3: Houston's a
1: disaster. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do have a Houston question Would it be absolutely insane to trade Damian Pierce right now?
2: No, that's
3: what you should be doing. Yeah, that yeah. is
1: absolutely what you should do.
2: Yeah, that absolutely. Was, yeah. I've seen people trading to get Damian Pierce giving up like Ken Walker and like a 2023 second. So yeah. like someone who went like 3rd or 4th in a rookie draft is now being traded away for like way more than it's just it's wild to me. It is comic so, like, how where people's memory is. Mm-hmm. I think Damian Pierce is another Royce Freeman, to be honest with you. He came in when he was playing with the Broncos. I was really high on him. The Broncos yeah. said they were really high on him. They had him starting over, I think it was CJ Anderson, I think at the time. Mm-hmm. And he never became anything. So I don't I I just I don't know. Uh, defensive side, I think they're pretty solid. Uh, Houston, I think the de- the defense is probably going to keep them in some games they probably shouldn't be in. Uh, but you got Christian Kirksey anchoring that defense at linebacker. He's he's pretty good. You got Camus Grugier-Hill uh, was really good last year. They're rolling him out there again this year. Um, you got Old Man Jerry Hughes from Buffalo, pass rusher Jonathan Greenard did really well, and then you got rookie Jalen Petrie.
0: So Mm -hmm. I think Petrie is a guy
2: who, I don't know if I'm starting him this week, but I am definitely keeping an eye on him. Um, But if you have to start him, start him. You know, sometimes you got to start these rookies. But And I think he is one of the few who is going to do well. But, you know, if I've got other veterans out there who are have shown consistency, I'm starting them above these rookies just for the first couple of weeks just to kind of see how things pan out. Yeah.
3: That makes sense. Okay. Who do you have winning?
2: Uh Andy. Good
3: choice. Yeah, I think that's I think it's
2: I think that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. I think you're right. You're right. What's the All line? Joe? I think that was the highest line. That's not a, a seven point. Yeah. yeah. Was,
3: I think Joe's bears are also I think it's hanging Hanging down.
1: <laughs> speaking of my bears um aaron Rodgers will be blowing on a fresh brew of ayahuasca while the vikings blow on the yaller horn in u.s bank stadium as the packers travel to minnesota in the clash of the nfc north big dogs it is getting a little trippy in the nfc north as the pack is no longer the clear cut went favorite to win the division i expect a relatively low scoring game in this one um but The pack has held Justin Jefferson to 4.8 catches per game in his career against them, but call it a hunch. I think Justin Jefferson absolutely thrives in this new offense, and I think he absolutely goes off on Green Bay here. I expect a lot of yardage from him and a touchdown or two. So if they do indeed play him in the slot, good luck, Packers. Have fun trying to stop him. Uh, Dalvin Cook is obviously in your lineup. He averaged 1.3 touchdowns per game in his career against the pack. Thielen and Kirk... Turkey are also in your lineups here. Uh, last year, the Vikings gave up 24.7 points per game to the running back position. I expect them to be way more solid this year with the addition of Zedaria Smith Hicks, and rookie Louis However, with Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones is a top running back for me this week. I actually really like Aaron Jones. I mm-hmm. think he's going to get a ton of those short balls. AJ Dillon is starting for you. If you're starting to, but if you are starting a Packers wide receiver this week, I absolutely admire your bravery. Uh this, this has me really down on Aaron Rodgers for this game. Um, however, he usually finds a way to get it done. So if you have him, he's probably your best option, and you are going to start him on that one. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see Quay Walker play. I assume he's going to get a little bit of run here. Uh, and, you know, obviously uh, we got Devondre Campbell, who a lot of people think is going to be the LB1 this year. So it's going to be interesting to see how those two duke it out for playing time in that one. Yeah. But Vikings win. I love it, Jordan. Vikings
2: winning. Oh my god.
3: Minnesota's defense is gonna be bad this year, guys. Yeah. Badass. (laughs) What are you talking about? Bad.
1: I mean I mean they
2: did get Jordan Hicks. You know, he's he's pretty good. It did. I just Neil
1: Hunter, Zadarius Smith. You got Brian Asimo, they're really high. Neil Hunter and Smith.
2: How many games have those two guys played in the past two years?
1: Enough. Yeah. enough enough for me to have not full a full season between the, the two packers. of
2: them
3: i think they're going to beat the packers as well i just this defense i don't think is going to be it's extremely good this season just as i don't know evening. i think
2: aaron rogers picks on that minnesota secondary it's not it's the not problem good. is
3: who like that's what they're like who is he throwing the ball to lazard, I, even saw, man. I saw i saw lazard might be hurt this week yeah, like he might not, not be playing. Fine. he's not practicing
1: he's um, fine
2: he's resting
3: He's, he's fine.
2: He's the <laughs> only brother. This is the team Jonas, dude. Every time. How many games has
1: he played in the last two years that makes you comfortable <laughs> for Lazar? <laughs> I mean,
2: yeah, more yeah, than right. Zedaria
3: Smith.
1: That's that's true. That's true.
3: Okay. Well, I am going to. I wish I could do these as good as Joe. I'm going to take us down to the bright lights of South Beach to Miami. Um. So Bill Belichick, guys, took the entire Miami team down there on Tuesday just to get acclimated to the weather, because I don't know if y'all know this or not. Miami is hot and it is hot in that stadium. And so I, I, I appreciate Bill Belichick for doing that. I love that he gets teams prepared, but this team's going to get their butt kicked. Um, Miami I think is going to pull out all the stops in this game. And I think that they are going to easily crush the, Patriots. I know that the Patriots, they always are in everything. This team just does not look good on paper. Um, but from the Miami perspective, I think you're starting to... Uh, it doesn't look that, good on
2: the field either. Billy. Well, that's exactly. That, that's a good point.
3: <laughs> it doesn't look good on the field. Yeah, on uh, the field either. But two is who you're going to start at quarterback here. You're not starting Mac Jones. Please don't do it. I know. You know everybody's excited about him. Don't do it. Just don't. I think that Tua, I think they're going to intentionally prove that Tua is a good quarterback by forcing him to get involved early and often, whether they do this for the entire season or not. I don't know, but I think in this one particular game, I think that you're going to get a lot of Tua Tonga Viola throwing the ball. Um, so I think you're safe to start Waddle, you're safe to start Hill, um, I even think in DFS, you could put Cedric Wilson out there. I think there's a sneaky case for it to be made that he could be relevant in on this team. Um, you're going to start Edmonds. Obviously you're going to start Harris and Stevenson probably, probably for the Patriots because you probably don't have a better option as your flex play. I'm assuming is what you have them as. And then Hunter Henry sneakily had 10 touchdowns last year for the Patriots. So I think he would be a good um, person to add to Your tight end. I'm not starting Gasicki. I purposely like. I think the secret is going to get out pretty quickly. I don't think Miami's going to use Gasicki that much because he's not the kind of tight end that they need for that offense. Mike McDaniel's likes having a blocking tight end, and Gasicki doesn't do that. So Durham Smythe is going to be out there a lot more than Gasicki, and so I think pretty early you're going to. I think Gasicki's going to be phased out of this offense. Maybe we'll see. I it could be. I could be completely wrong, but I I think that's how it's going to go. Um, defensive side, I think you're starting Jerome Baker. I mean, even though people have ranked him down in the 15s, I still think he's your starter, um, as a linebacker too, for the most part. Um, if you have a defensive tackle, uh, position, I think Christian Wilkins is, uh, a good person to throw in there. And then, uh, Javon Holland, I'm excited to see him, at, at safety in this, um, for this defense as well. Um, on the Patriots side of the ball, I think you're Good with Kyle Duggar, right, Bomber? You can just, just Kyle Duggar. We're 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 good with him. Yeah. I think um, so. And then um obviously Matt Judon is somebody that you're going to start with confidence in this game. I think if anything, the Miami O line could be the undoing. They were probably I think they were dead last last year in O line, and they did make a f- couple of improvements. They got Teron Armstead and, or Armstrong and a couple other people, but. I still think Matt Judon's going to get home uh, early and often in this game. So I don't think you're going to have to worry about too much there. Um, I'm also excited to see exactly what Mack Wilson looks like in this. Um, I I always love when Bill Belichick steals Cleveland defenders because he ends up usually making them into something. Um, So I'm excited to see exactly what that looks like. And then this is another case. If you have a defensive tackle position, Christian Barmore might be a dude that you can throw into that spot and use them if you have to have a defensive tackle me and Joe play in a league where you have to have a defensive tackle that's why I keep mentioning it because if <laughs> yeah. you're in a, if you're in a league where you have to put <laughs> one in there you, you don't always know exactly who to put in there if you don't have Aaron Donald
2: so it's just I'm trying to right. mention those names <laughs> yeah it's important we got to keep get all the bases covered you know defensive tackles are people too yeah.
3: And no Patriot wide receiver. Do not put one out there. I know this is Devonte Parker revenge game. No, thank you. No Aguilar. No, thank you. Jacoby Myers. No, thank you. Can't catch touchdown. Aguilar,
2: is he on the Patriots? Yeah. Is he? Oh, wow.
3: Yeah, he's there.
2: That's how starting, much I pay attention to. He's one of their starting wide receivers,
3: like, which is scary. But they need Kendrick Bourne out there. Kendrick Bourne's that dude, but I don't know yeah. if we're going to see him as much as I had hoped.
2: You forgot to mention a couple people. Sorry to say. Now Manuel Agba. Oh yeah. Okay. Manuel Agba, he's a solid play at defensive line and everybody's favorite darling this off season Brandon Jones as like a sleeper safety pick. I think he's going to Brandon Jones. Yeah, he, I think he's he's played solid last year. I think I think he's he's going to surprise a lot of people. Um in that like DB2 realm. I'm not ready to elevate him yet up into that DB1 category, but we'll see. I am. One over. Um, I'm I'm <laughs> concerned about Jabril Peppers. You know yeah. they brought him into New England, but that defensive backfield is as crowded as I don't know the San Francisco running back right yeah. thing. Just Adrian know,
3: Phillips. McCourty.
2: Yeah, Adrian yeah. Phillips, McCordy. Like it is Duggar is back there too. Like Bill Belichick is notorious for just rotating guys in and out and it works usually, but it sucks for fantasy, you know, linebackers again, you know, Jawan Bentley or Mac Wilson or Raekwon McMillan, you know, you never know who's going to be that guy week in and week out. So uh, I'm not starting really any Patriots defenders except for Judon confidently. Mm-hmm. Duggar, I'll start. I think he's got that capability, but I'm not doing it, you know, I'm not ready to do any victory laps on, on that, but yeah. That's fair. And I think Miami wins and I think they try to prove a point. Oh yeah. I think that's why I think Judon's a good play, because I think they're gonna force Tua to, to hold on to the ball to mm-hmm. to make those passes. Um and so I think I think he's gonna kinda get those kind of late sacks because two is holding on to it or something like that. So I think I think we'll see that but yeah.
3: yeah all right joe four games left let's power through
2: power on
3: i know it's bomber next my bad my turn? Over, man. just all kidding right. five games left bomber That's let's power true. through I don't oh
2: know no doing. all right so we are going to baltimore and the jets so we're going to new york city bright lights but slightly colder um not as warm as Miami uh, and a little bit smellier. Uh, so we've got uh, the Ravens going in. They're looking to prove something too. You know, they kind of fell off the deep end last year after starting starting pretty hot. Lamar Jackson got kind of dinged up there for a little bit. Uh, they're going to come into New York and look to lay a smacking on that team. Uh, hopefully you've got a healthy J.K. Dobbins whether or not we believe the limp video or not and his response to it. But uh, I mean, he's, he's coming off a significant injury. So you've got old man, Mike Davis. Um, I like mentioning the the old guys cause I'm, mm-hmm. um, I'm getting up there too. So I like mentioning those old guys in there. So uh, they're probably going to be switching in and out uh, with the running backs. They got there and Lamar Jackson's going to get his rushing yards. Like he usually does. Got Rashad Bateman coming in, his second year, uh looking to be a solid, like really only wide receiver one option in Baltimore. Uh, but if you have a league that has kick return and punt return yards, Devin Duvernay is your guy, and he is a solid flex play every week. Because now yeah. he's bumped up the depth chart. At a receiver, uh, we got like crochet in there. Like mm-hmm. don't have a whole lot. Um, so he's gonna get some more targets as a receiver, and then he's gonna be solid in the return game. Uh, you know, he made it, I think it was a Pro Bowl last year as a returner. So um, if your league is one that scores return yards, absolutely he is a viable flex option. Um I think there obviously Mark Andrews is is in your conversation as a top tight end. Uh, Had a really good year last year. And then over on the defensive side, ton of question marks. Just a ton of question marks in my opinion. Um, I am not confidently starting any linebacker in Baltimore. Patrick Queen does not look to be that guy. They didn't trust him last year. Uh, Josh Bynes, I guess if you are desperate, but I'm just... I'm not. I'm not excited about any of them. Malik Harrison is in the mix there too, uh, if he doesn't get shot. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's just going to be rough for linebacker pass rushers. I'm high on Adafe Owe. Um, not high enough that I'm putting him at a DL one, but definitely a, a DL two, especially this week against Grandpa Joe Flacco. I guess is who they're rolling out in <laughs> for the jets this week. So. should have been Blanco. should have been Mickey Blanco, but it's not, it's Joe Flacco, the elite, the elite Joe Flacco. Um, so I think, you know, Adafa always is going to, going to have a pretty good game, but everyone is excited about Kyle Hamilton. Everyone was excited about him at the draft. I don't think he is startable this week. Um, I think they brought in Marcus Williams. They still have Chuck Clark there. I think they have two veteran players who are pretty darn good. And I see them kind of anchoring down that secondary uh, there with the safety position. Kyle Hamilton's going to get his snaps. I don't think he's going to be in every down. I think they're going to play him situationally. Um, But I don't think that I am ready to just fire Kyle Hamilton up on a weekly basis just yet. Um, I could be wrong. I'm willing to be wrong, but I'm just not ready to roll him out with 100% confidence. Um, Marlon Humphrey is a cornerback. You don't hear too many cornerbacks mentioned. I forgot to mention Kenny Moore when I was talking about Indy. He's, he was DB1 last year. Kenny Moore was. Marlon Humphrey was DB one, two, three years ago.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Can't remember. He, he was DB one overall a couple years ago. He was hurt last year. He's back and he is a solid option. He probably, if you did startups this year or redrafts, he probably went undrafted. You can go grab him right now and plug him in as a DB two and you would be okay. You'll be just fine. Uh, so that's uh, that's the Ravens, and then you got the Jets. A lot of excitement-ish, I guess, hype around Brees Hall. Obviously, he was the RB1 off the board for a lot of people this year in Dynasty drafts. But I just don't... Michael Carter's there, and he w- is not bad. Mm-hmm. And so I just... I think you could start either of them in a flex role, but I'm not counting on them as an RB1 or RB2. Uh, But I think you could start them at a flex and see how it goes. Um, I think Michael Carter outscores Brees Hall this week at least. Um, Then you've got Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis with the receivers. Uh, If Joe Flacco's got anything left in the tank, I think he can make something happen with those guys. Those guys are good. Garrett Wilson's good. Elijah Moore is good. Corey Davis can be good if he's healthy. I think you're good there. I think you've got a question mark at tight end between Tyler Conklin and C.J. Uzama. Um, Uzama was good last year for Cincy, but Tyler Conklin's also looking pretty good, so we'll see who, who gets the lion's share of the tight end targets there. Defense, you have got C.J. Mosley as your focal point. And then outside of that, you've got a couple of guys who have some question marks. You got Quincy Williams, who was that waiver wire darling last year, who came in and had a bunch of tackles and did really good had some interceptions. uh, And then he fell off and then he came back and he was really good. He was top 20 linebacker last year. So um, they got him back there. They don't really have a lot of competition there uh, for him alongside CJ Mosley. So I think you can Start him as a flex confidently on your IDP side. You got Carl Lawson coming back from, uh, I think it was an Achilles Achilles injury or ACL. Uh, He seems to be pretty healthy. And I think that he could be a sleeper guy to kind of keep an eye out for Jonathan Franklin, John Franklin Myers. And then the safeties, who knows? Jordan Whitehead, maybe. Mm hmm. But that's really – I'm not really excited about any other other safeties. But, I mean, if anybody, it's Jordan Whitehead. But, uh, again, he's probably not somebody you're really counting on. But you could probably throw him in there if you need to.
1: I love Jordan Whitehead.
2: Yep. We've got him everywhere. I do, too. I think he's good. But I think ultimately, I think Baltimore is going to win this. I think – The Baltimore defense as a unit is good. Um, I think the offense is going to be looking to come out strong to prove that they still have what it takes to be competitive, not only in that division, but in the conference. And I think that they come out and make a statement and beat up on some jets.
3: Absolutely. Wouldn't be if Mickey Blanco was in there, just saying.
2: No.
1: I'm just excited <laughs> to see if Bateman, if they can actually sustain him for what I think he's going to do this year. So that's pretty much the only person I'm going to watch in this game. Yeah. Besides Breeze. I'm going to watch Brees,
3: too. That's true. Know, but... All right, Joe. You guys... Okay, you ready to head to L.A.? We're I'm pumped to head to L.A. Okay, so the adults,
1: the Rams, celebrate their Super Bowl victory on Thursday night. So L.A.'s redheaded stepchild, the Chargers, Get the home field this week, hosting Devontae Adams and the Raiders. So the over-under on this game is 52. So Vegas likes a high-scoring affair here. I don't know if I'm totally on board with it. I'd probably hit the under on this one. But uh, Austin Eckler should roam free against the defense. That was 19th in the league against the run. The Raiders' addition of Jonathan Hankins, though, keeps me from being overly hyped about Eckler as he's an absolute monster against the run. And uh, pretty excited to see him play. Um, I have really good vibes on Herbert and Allen this week, so you're starting them. So start those three with confidence. Uh, I'm not really confident about anyone else on this offense here. And then, uh, well, Devonte Adams has been my number three receiver all offseason. Uh, the Chargers are absolutely stacked in their defensive backfield. Um, however, their new stallion, JC Jackson, is recovering from an ankle injury. He may be ready this week, but if he is slowed down at all, Adams is absolutely going to feast on the targets he gets. He's a sneaky play in GPPs, as I think people are still hesitant to trust Adams. Um, I'm avoiding the Raiders' run game as much as possible here. I expect a committee approach, similar to what we see with the Patriots. Um, but they're going against a defense that added Cleel Mack and has Joey Bosa. And Austin Johnson, their DT, has been solid, has been a solid run defender throughout his career. So he should limit the rushes up the middle. So I'm not liking any backs for the Raiders this week. Um, I'm lukewarm on Waller. He had a really strange off season, and uh, Renfro is going to take a back seat to Devonte Adams. So you can start those guys, uh, but I ultimately expect a pretty low scoring affair. So I'm starting Herbert, starting Eckler, starting Allen, um, and then I'm starting Devonte Adams. That's all I really feel confident about in this game on the offensive side. You guys like anyone in this game besides them?
3: No, but. I mean, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a lot of offense, I think.
1: Yeah. You think a lot? Of, I think it's going to be low.
2: I just, I think if JC Jackson's out, I think that Derek Carr finds a way to carve up the rest of that secondary. Um, They still have Chris Harris for the Chargers? Yes, is he, I believe so. He's still out there. He's good. He might be still good. I don't know. I think – I think it's going to be higher scoring on the Vegas side um, than than people think. Um, there's question marks in the in the linebacker position for the Chargers. You know, Drew Tranquil is currently the starting linebacker there, but they don't really have a whole lot else going on out there. Um, so I think that there's some more opportunities in that short passing game opportunities. You may think they're obviously going to try to, to feed Adams if J.C. Jackson's out. Um, but I think that, you know, Renfo and Waller can have a pretty good game in that short to intermediate passing game. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: Okay. Do so you think it's going to win?
1: Oh, Chargers. Oh, okay. They're my Super Bowl pick this year. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that
3: okay i'm gonna get on to the last one we're gonna go to dc um this game is they tucked it into that 12 o'clock window because i don't think there's gonna be a lot going on in this one that you're gonna have to pay attention to um but washington versus jacksonville so uh washington side of things obviously the offense is going to be something that we're interested in watching and seeing exactly what it looks like uh you got carson wentz there who we'll see um Some people on this podcast, well, they're not here right now. So Josh would say Carson Wentz is going to be, you know, a top five play this week, but I'm going to go ahead and say probably not. Although Jacksonville's defense, you know, secondary could be had, but I don't think Carson Wentz is the guy to do that. Um, McLaurin, I think you can start him with confidence and you will be fine. Uh, Jahan Dotson, I think, is somebody that I'm very interested in this game. I would love to see if Wentz is able to utilize him um logan thomas might not be healthy so that's something i would keep in mind when putting your tight end in just just check and make sure that that's all looking good uh the running back situation got a little bit clearer um not in a good way necessarily because brian robinson uh is going to be out for this game and probably for the foreseeable future as he recovers from being shot which i don't know how long that takes but We're going to find out uh, together, but Antonio Gibson in his stead is going to be, I think Antonio Gibson is probably going to be really super usable running back in. I mean, I know that everybody was out on Antonio Gibson for a long time, but now because of only having JD McKissick behind him, I think he's going to be super usable because you lost your goal line back, but we'll see exactly what they do. Um, On the Jacksonville side of the offense, Trevor Lawrence, I'm, If Cam curls out, maybe you could start Trevor Lawrence and feel good about it. I'm still not sure about that. Uh, I'm excited to see Travis Etienne finally back, finally in a game, finally seeing what the hype has been about for the past year. Um, And then Christian Kirk, uh, the the one who ruined wide receiver contracts for the rest of forever. Um, Hopefully they can use him early and often, but I'm not exactly – for sure. If that's going to happen um, on the Washington side of the defense, I think you're pretty excited at about starting Montez sweat. Um, I think you are going to put Cole Holcomb in there and feel good about it. I'm excited for Jamin Davis this year. I, I don't know if necessarily game one is the way to go, uh, but I'm excited to see it. Like I said, Cam curl, if he is healthy, put him out there, but Cam curl, that's some, Yes, he's always the thumbs. It's one of those classic, (laughs) the thumb incidents. Um, But if he's out there, you can put him out there. And I think you're going to feel good about it. Um, And then in a pinch, I think Jonathan Allen is a solid player, but not necessarily super fantasy relevant Um, on the Jacksonville side of things. uh, The secondary, I would stay completely away from the defensive ends, not named Josh Allen. I would stay away from them as well. Um, The linebacker, well, Maybe you could start Trayvon Walker. I'm personally not going to, or not. Even, I'm not even going to fall into that trap. Um, the linebacker situation is more what I'm excited about, because Olakun should be w- getting a lot of work in this game. Um, I think Washington's O-line is something that can be had, so I think there's a chance that this is a huge Josh Allen game. Um, and then Devin Lloyd, I'm, I'm ready to fire him up in defenses and see what he is capable of. Um, because he was one of the most exciting defensive players that was coming out. So I hope that they can use him appropriately. Um, Did I miss anybody about this exciting game? I I don't think so, but maybe I did. Jahan Dotson, man. (laughs) Who I mentioned, Joe. Thank you. I know. (laughs) I'm just highlighting his excellence. Yes, I'm excited to see Jahan Dotson as well. I think he is being slept on very heavily in most fantasy leagues. He's getting drafted way too late and – I think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong because Curtis Samuel is not that guy. So they want him to be, but he's not. He's yeah. never going to be. Ron, Ron- is really Going to
2: be that guy. Curtis Samuel's going to be just fine.
3: <sighs>
2: Ron Rivera. Not, loves not that I'm a, Samuel. not that I'm a Buckeye fan or anything like that. But
3: well, okay. <laughs> Curtis Samuel was really good when he was at Ohio State. So I'll, I'll get. Yeah, he was really good.
2: Um, I think I'm. I'm excited to see what these rookies can do on defense. You know, obviously we've got some of the high high first round picks, obviously Trayvon Walker, but Devin Lloyd as well. See how they use him. I'm not starting him this week, but uh, I'm definitely going to keep an eye out. I'm, as soon as those game books are available, I am checking those snap counts to see how many times they're getting on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm not super excited. You know, Andre Cisco was big last year. You know, ex- people were excited about him last year, but I just don't, I don't see a Go lot against of against Wentz
3: is the only positive for the secondary.
2: Yeah. And you've got like Rashawn Jenkins and Andrew Wingard, who I hated hated the fact that Andrew Wingard was still relevant last year. <laughs> and he might be relevant again this year. Who knows, man? Like it's it's frustrating. Uh I think um if the Jacksonville offense can get firing on all cylinders, I think Zay Jones is another sneaky wide receiver pick if they can get things going if trevor lawrence can be the trevor lawrence that everybody thought he could be um i, I think he could i think he could feed a lot of the receivers out there i mean you got marvin jones who's how old is he now let's see he is what thirty? Way too old. Uh, 32 32 years old i can't tell, so I mean, tell anybody to start he's, either you know julio not. jones you know he's not like Oh, he's been really good all his whole, his whole, you know, career and that kind of stuff. Like it's going to be interesting to see. I think Zay Jones, I mean, he hasn't really done a whole lot either, but I think there's a lot more excitement around him and I think he's going to be in the mix for some return yards too. But um, I mean, Jamal Agnew was relevant last year. Here's the thing. Um, Bomber
3: week one, I am not telling anybody to start. Oh, no. These players. No. Just yeah. Can't do I them mean, with a good conscience.
2: No. With, I mean, you're starting Travis Etienne, and that's about it. And Trevor Lawrence, if you have to. And Kirk in a flex,
3: flex, if you feel
2: frisky. Right.
1: I'm feeling frisky this week. You Zay frisky. Jones I'm is perfect for DFS, honestly. Really yeah.
2: Is. But yeah, I think he, you I think covered more. all the bases there. I, I'm excited about Jamin Davis, too. See if he can take that next step. MB, mm-hmm. uh, who. Who I think he can be, um, he's got less competition there now um, with Bostic gone. Yeah, but Holcomb's Holcomb's a guy. I didn't I didn't I didn't see him being as good as he was last year. I thought yeah. if anything, Jamin Davis would try to edge him out. But he was like, no, I'm going to prove all y'all haters wrong because I had him like potentially not being on the roster if Jamin Davis showed up, but um, Holcomb showed up and he was like, I got this. Don't worry about it. And (laughs) he is, I mean, I, I fire him up as a, as a top 10 linebacker this week, you know, like I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not down on that at all. Oh yeah. I think,
3: I think Washington wins this game. It's not going to be a fun one to watch. Oh no.
2: It's going to be a low scoring affair.
3: Yeah. All right. Bomber
2: my last one going down to hot lana hot lana with the falcons everybody's favorite team to get excited about but isn't probably going to do much of anything this year um (laughs) so we've got marcus mariota who spent the last what two years and with the Raiders, mm-hmm. and then got beat out by Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. Uh, we'll see what he can do. I mean, he's doesn't have a really good supporting cast. Uh, he's got Kyle Pitts, who you know he had his thousand art thousand yards last year, but only one touchdown. That's that's got to go up. I I see that going up. I think he will. I think he will have some more touchdowns, but I don't think he has as many yards. So I think I'm wondering if it doesn't balance out a little bit there. Um, Got the rookie Drake London. I think he's good. Can Marcus Mariota make him relevant? We'll see. Uh, And then Cordell Patterson, another old guy. I keep getting these old guys. Um, He was blew everyone's minds last year just came out of nowhere was a viable rb2 week in and week out like catch- catching passes and all that stuff but outside of that the receivers nothing i mean olamide Zacchaeus and brian edwards no thank you um so i'm gonna say it's obviously start kyle pitts because you drafted him for a reason start him you're good to go Cordell Patterson I think you can put him in your flex and be okay. Uh, I don't think we're gonna see the same production out of him as we did last year. You got Tyler Algier coming in. he's uh, gonna take some snaps. I don't think he's gonna be fantasy relevant, but I think he's gonna take away some of the some of the touches um, there uh, and then on the offensive side for New Orleans you've also got another, reborn quarterback, I guess if you want to call it that, like Marcus Mariota with Jameis Winston. He got that LASIK. He's healthy. We'll see what he can do. Um you've got an interesting situation going on. Kamara is not suspended yet. Will he be suspended? We're just talking about week one. He's playing week one. Right. Start him, obviously. So start him until we hear otherwise. He is obviously going to be in, in the conversation for RB1. Uh, obviously, uh, he's got that pass-catching ability that he's always had his entire career. Uh, will Michael Thomas be relevant again? We'll see on Sunday if he plays. He's still got a hamstring issue or something, stubbed his toe, or maybe he's got a thumb injury too. Who knows with Michael Thomas if he can if he can bring it back. have uh, got Jarvis Landry they brought in. Um, I think if anything, receiver-wise, I think he's probably going to have the best game out of all of them. I think, I mean, he's a veteran. He's new to the team, but he is reliable. He's consistent. He is going to be there. Uh, If Jameis Winston is Jameis Winston, though, he's going to want to throw the ball down the field, and Chris Olave is going to be that guy. He is a deep threat, He's got them baby soft hands.
0: <laughs> he's got those
2: baby soft hands. Um, but no, he's great. I loved him at Ohio State. I, you know, took him over some other players in rookie drafts just because there's a homer pick. But I think he's going to have a solid, solid season. Solid week one. I think it's a good opportunity for him to to go out there and test the waters against Atlanta's defense. Um, Adam Troutman still waiting on him to do anything relevant. I don't think. And then Taysom Hill, I guess maybe, but I'm not starting any of those tight ends confidently yeah. at all. Uh switch over to the defensive side. We'll stay with the Saints. Demario Davis, another old guy, but still really good guy. You know, he I think he was top 10 linebacker last year. He's going to be right in there in the mix again this year. He's the leader of that defense. He um, he's gonna be he's gonna be a he's gonna be one of those guys again. Uh, Pete Werner out of Ohio State as well. I'm gonna just every time there's a Ohio State player, I'm just gonna name it. Just like he, just That's like fair. Billy with his fair. Oklahoma players. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Pete Werner, I think he's gonna get some some decent playing opportunity, but not not confident in starting him. Cam Jordan still fire him up week one. Obviously, I think he he showed that he still has a lot to offer. Uh, I think he was Dae defensive line eight last year, top ten. Uh, he still got it. Marcus Davenport, if he's can stay healthy, he showed that he had what it takes. You know, we've been down on him in the past, but I think he showed that he can he can play pretty well. You got the honey badger there now. He's in he's in New Orleans, so uh, he is a frustrating player to say the least. He is, you know, if he can get that interception, it's going to have a good week, but he is not going to have that high tackle floor that you want to see out of a defensive back. Um, and then I th- think Marcus May is still active. He got arrested, but obviously he's, he's not still in the clink. I think he's out, but I don't know if he's going to have any disciplinary action, if he's going to, you know, have some team discipline just in the amount of playing time. So I'm not ready to start him. Uh, Daniel Sorensen, he gets tackles. I mean, he's not a terrible fantasy option if you have to, but I'm I'm not going to start him. Uh, and then moving over to Atlanta, their defensive players, it's it's rough, it's rough. So I think I think. I can't say with confidence who I want to start out of these linebackers. <laughs> I just can't, you know, you got John, uh, Troy Anderson, rookie. He's everyone's hyped up on him, but I don't think he's that guy just yet. Michael Walker is getting the opportunity. Uh, I've seen that he's going to have the green dot. Um, but Rashawn Evans is also there, but we'll see. Um, um probably, probably starting Rashawn Evans in a flex position, Michael Walker. I'll start him in a flex too. But other than that, I'm not excited about any of these guys week one. It's a wait and see kind of a situation. Um, Richie Grant was supposed to be that guy last year. I was really excited about, but he didn't do anything last year. He couldn't beat out Eric Harris for (laughs) a starting job, which is pretty bad. Um, pass rushers. Just maybe Lorenzo Carter if you're desperate, Arnold Ebichetti, Abid- that one I struggled with. Um, keep an eye on him good. but don't start you
1: him. Did good. Yeah, I keep an eye out him on him, really hard.
2: Yeah, but don't start him this week. Uh, keep him in your taxi squad for now. Um keep him on your bench, keep him on the waivers, just but keep an eye on him. He could be pretty solid. Um, But outside of that, not really starting anybody there with confidence. So it's going to be an interesting game for fantasy. I think New Orleans is going to come out with a victory on this just because I think Atlanta is one of those teams that's probably going to be drafting a quarterback next year. Um, And we'll see how that goes. But I think the Saints win it pretty handily uh, if they can get everybody firing on offense. And I think they do. I think they come out with a dub.
3: It's true bryce young will be the quarterback <laughs> next year so
1: you're calling that now oh yeah no 100 this this game does. so they're picking right.
2: second so they're picking second Probably. Saying?
3: i think seahawks are gonna be worse
2: yeah i think so too i think seahawks have a lot more a lot harder <laughs> quarterback situation
3: they
1: do
2: one of my right, favorite
1: Jim. daily stacks is this oh, game. I have really? Jameis Winston, Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, and you throw Pitts in on the other side. Oh, it's so good. That's probably oh. the sex. I I game think I, I right think now.
2: so. Yeah. I think I think Landry's going to get. He's a good floor play, you know, for your like home leagues and your your other leagues like that. But for daily, I think yeah, I think Olave is going to have a couple bombs that he is going to go up and get those contested balls. He's really good at that at Ohio State. And I think I think that's a I think that's a good play. Honestly. Yeah,
1: he's he's insanely cheap on DraftKings. He's like forty one hundred bucks. So it's it makes it easy to build around that. Yeah. On there. All right, Joe, take us home. All right, guys. Um the ageless wonder has been supporting the Tampa Bay Plast Tampa area plastic surgeons all off season. And now Tom will have to support an offensive line equivalent to the C squad of your local strip club. All that while against the ferocious Micah Parsons in the house that Jerry built. Um, We got Bucks Cowboys over under here is 51. Uh, This game is going to be pretty entertaining. I'm definitely watching this Sunday night and I'm going to love every second of it. And I love, 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 love me some Mike Evans this week. Uh, Brady will need to get the ball out quick, and I can see Evans having 10-plus targets in this one. Godwin is a really sketchy start, even if he plays, because we don't know how much of a workload he can handle, especially in a full-game situation. If you have Russell Gage, please just stop with Russell Gage. Tired of hearing about it. Tired of hearing his name. He's not a good receiver. I'm tired of this guy. Um the Cowboys are very strong against running backs last year, and uh, this line really has me worried about Fournette. He'll still get the passes as long as Dallas stays in the game. Uh, as much as I love Mike Evans this week, I dislike Zeke this week. Uh, Bucks were one of the best in the league against on defense, and he lost his bodyguard in Tyron Smith. The Cowboys will struggle to run this in this one, leaving Schultz and Lamb to do most of the heavy lifting. I like both of them this week. And my hot take of the week is that Jalen Tolbert takes a long one to the house, and he is one of my favorite GPP plays this week. Um, I'm really excited for this game, guys. Uh, both defenses are pretty strong. Uh, you know, Cowboys, they have big names. They don't necessarily have a lot of depth on it, but it'll be fun to watch that game.
3: That's fair. I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. I'm really excited for it.
1: Yeah, I got Bucks winning it.
2: You got the Bucks winning it, even, no. even though you' not high on the O line for Tampa.
1: No, no, but I, no. I think Brady figures it out. When you got Mike Evans there, it's it's all you need, really. Dallas can't stop that man.
2: Yeah, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be one of those, another one of those fun games like we had last year, um, where it came down to the came down to the wire. Um, I think. Uh, I think Jaron Ron Curse is that guy that people are sleeping on. Uh, we got that kind of insider scoop while we were at the expo. Um, he's going to be the leader of that defense. Uh, he's going to be wearing the green dot. I think they learned that, you know, Micah Parsons is best served wherever they need him. And that may not be in a position where he can call the plays. And so he's going to still obviously get his opportunities, whether he's playing down on the line or if he's playing linebacker, or if wherever they decide to put him, um, he's obviously going to be still, you know, one of the top defensive players all season. But Jaron Curse is going to be—he's uh, going to sneak into that top ten defensive back category real quick. I think he was DB eighteen last year, but I think this year they're trusting him a lot more and they're going to have him up closer to the line um, because they've got hopefully a healthy Malik Hooker. Uh, another Buckeye. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have all the Buckeyes. gotta have all the Buckeyes in there, but uh, he was really good, but he's been hurt and he's evidently as healthy as he's ever been since he's been with the Buckeyes. And uh, so they're going to have that, you know, that deep, that deep safety help to allow Jaron curse to, to be up closer to the line. Uh, they've got um, Trayvon Diggs, who I'm not starting anywhere. Actually,
1: he's Trayvon Diggs is going to try to jump a couple routes here, and Mike Evans is taking two to the house on it. Oh so. yeah,
2: because that's what he does. Yeah, he so. jumps routes yeah. to try to get those plays, but you know he's not gonna he's not gonna fool Tom Brady too much. Um, so I don't I don't think I don't think Diggs get it gets a pick. That's what we're hoping for with, with Diggs is if he gets a pick or not because he's not, not going to Not on Brady.
3: I mean, yeah, if it was, it was wins. Yeah, I'd be like, well, maybe right.
2: Yeah, you're going to stream him against crappy quarterbacks, but you know Tom Brady is still playing elite football it's in true. his fiftieth, sixtieth year on earth. I don't know how old he is. He's ancient, but um, but yeah, I think I think you're not. You're not starting Trayvon Diggs because I think if anybody is able to to hawk a ball, you know, on that defense, I think it's Malik Hooker, honestly, because he's that guy. So um, but yeah.
3: Sounds good. Joe, who do you have win- Oh, you you picked the,
1: the Bucks, I don't man. The Bucks would. are winning That's it.
2: True. I think them boys are gonna win.
1: You like the yeah, boys? Yeah, I mean, nice. I
2: don't like the Cowboys, but I think they're gonna win.
3: <laughs> I like right. it.
2: All right, Joe.
3: We're off an hour and 48 in.
1: Get us out of here. Guys, thanks for rolling with us. And uh, we'll see you next week. Well, I mean, thank what?
3: Bomber for being here oh, first, Joe. Bomber. Just, sorry, did, man, dude. Good oh, Lord, Bomber, I'm just you. always nice here. Guess. I'm just That'd never
2: nice on this Joe. Robert, I'm just never on the so cast, you know. For joining us, man. Lurking in the little background. You sounded
1: really aggressive there about <laughs> telling me to get it, get it done. <laughs> no, so. I
3: just meant like <laughs> wrap, the episode like we know Robert, we're done. We see always
1: you. appreciate you, man. <laughs> I'm so glad you made it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll God. be. I'll.
2: You'll. You'll hear my voice and see my face a little bit more this year. I think. For sure. You know, for get, sure. Get out of the shadows.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Step into the light. I'm excited to have you have you here and being a part of the podcast. More, it's exciting. Good stuff. Yeah, uh,
2: don't don't forget to check out you know the Sunday morning live stream for those last minute start sit questions. Uh, I think Billy and Jordan are going to be heading that up. I'll be mm-hmm. probably lurking in the chat like I usually do, but uh, make sure you check that out. We've got the Patreon only live stream on Saturday night. What else we got going on?
1: Got so much going on. That's so what tail,
3: Tailgate comes out on Friday. Jordan's doing podcasts at random yeah. times. It's difficult figuring out his schedule, but every day. There'll be more content coming out for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Check out Twitter. We'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it. We're not scared. All right, Joe. Now get us out of here. Good night. <laughs>